4: I'm R.J. Bell with the Sports Betting Headlines for Friday. Atlanta gets the win. Atlanta gets the cover over Carolina, but at what cost? This is a team not making the playoffs, big cap problems, but they keep on trying, and they won. Pittsburgh-Baltimore, a record meeting between Tomlin and Harbaugh. I like the Steelers, the betting market, betting Baltimore. The line has gone up. Speaking of a big line, Jets, Kansas City. You might think value on the Jets? I don't think so. This is literally one of the worst teams of the last 10 years. Here comes a full hour of the Vegas Truth covering all that and more.
2: You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. This is straight out of Vegas with the voice of Vegas, your host, RJ Bell the pregame show America has always wanted
5: I
0: future
2: From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell
4: You heard it. I'm R.J. Live on a Friday, live in Las Vegas, live on 225 FSR stations, Fez in the house. Sports betters listen for the money, sports fans to know more than their buddies. Fridays, we call it the culmination. All week we've been working, and we'll give you the best of the best this hour. Speaking of the best, yes, I believe that. Amongst the Joes I know... The best of them all in L.A., Jonas Knox.
5: Always good to be here, R.J. And yes, on a day in which we've got an NFC South battle to recap, we've got games in the NFL that will be impacted seemingly by weather for the first time all season. What is the Vegas lead here on this Friday?
4: I think we start talking with the Steelers and the Ravens. And in my opinion, Tomlin and Harbaugh, I mean, we're breaking a record here, and, and to me, it should be commemorated not only because of the longevity of the coaches, but the intensity these teams uh, combat each other.
5: Yeah, the Steelers, the only remaining undefeated team left in the NFL, and they travel to Baltimore, in AFC North battle this Sunday. We're right now on pregame.com. The Ravens are a three-and-a-half-point favorite.
4: So, Fez, what do you think? I mean, usually we start with Thursday night, but I think this is big enough we disagreed on this one. You actually like the Ravens, and the betting market is backing you at this point. Yeah,
6: so Baltimore just got bet up today to a four-and-a-half-point favorite. And I think that the betting market is seeing, you never can be sure, but I believe they're seeing the situational aspect of... Well,
4: hold on a second. So every time the market moves, you think the market just agrees with your handicap? Now, what <laughs> Good happens point. When, what happens when the market <laughs> moves against you? Then that's public public money. Yeah. Is that them rejecting your handicap (laughs) or is that the public action? How's the public moving that Portland State game on a Tuesday night (laughs) in college basketball somehow, Fez? All right. But you do believe, because at first glance, and sometimes the first glance is right, at first glance, you got to look at the Ravens and Steelers and say, yeah, I'm going to give the Ravens some credit. These are even teams. I mean, one's undefeated, one's not. One got embarrassed. Oh, the Ravens got embarrassed. One hasn't even lost a game or even really effectively came that close to losing. But let's call me even because Pittsburgh hasn't had the real strength of schedule. But this line at four and a half implies that Baltimore is clearly better and maybe there's a situational edge. Let's talk about that situational edge first. Then I want you to make the case that somehow the Ravens, are better. The situational wedge, though, is... Baltimore is off a bye. Harbaugh's been
6: very good off of a bye, 9-3 and against the spread. Contrast that with the Steelers, who did just play a tough physical game against another undefeated team, the Titans, the Steelers, played very well, but that's still a high-energy game they had to play last week.
4: So you do your seven picks every Friday. We have a little contest going. I can't lie. It was kind of fun when... Uh... We'll call it randomness, but you started off bad. Six and 14.: Six, and I think you cheated a game or two in that. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. So how'd you do last week? and, and how's your run? I think you have it to the, the, the game, I'm thinking.:
6: I was five, one and one last week, Uh-huh,-huh. Uh-huh. So that's 11,
4: two and one run. and overall, 21, 19 and two. So just got your nose above profitability, yes. but somehow you're strutting around. I mean, <laughs> you think you'd be a little bit, uh, you think you'd be a little shy from starting so bad, but
0: guess who
2: <laughs> up for no reason at all to get his grandstanding and hot
4: in. You man, no, no shyness at all.
6: And there should be some shyness, because I have to pick seven picks, and that's really (laughs) the rub of this contest. I had no idea. It was going to be so difficult for that fifth, and then that sixth, and then that seventh pick NFL size. All you
4: do is just copy mine. So, I mean, it's not that hard. Working pretty darn good the last two Uh, weeks. Wow, Steve Fezzik, I'm R.J. Bell, Jonas in L.A. We are straight out of Vegas. So, this is one of your picks. So any other? Any other th- we might as well just close the books on the Ravens right now. Any other thoughts on it? Well, I
6: think it all depends on: Are you going to wait, and how much you're going to wait? Last year's results. Now we've already got six weeks in for both teams. Are we at a point where we can say, you know what? That was last year. We've got enough data now. We're just going to look at how good these teams are this year. If so, I think you got to like Pittsburgh. But if you're going to carry over what our power ratings were part of it from last year, now all of a sudden Baltimore was obviously the much better team last year, even if Ben had been the quarterback, I believe. And then you would be more
5: likely to land on Baltimore.
4: Hmm. That's interesting. That's good analysis. Jonas, what's your thoughts on the game?
5: Uh, It feels like Pittsburgh coming in, they're the only remaining undefeated team, as we said at the top. And I looked at it and I just thought, that seems like a pretty big line. What, What do I know? But it seems like a pretty big line for a really good Steelers team, which makes me feel like something's up and they feel like Baltimore's in a good spot.
4: You're right. This is a sneaky. But remember, when the books or when the betting market tries to be sneaky, sometimes they're just wrong. Baltimore last year was way better than their playoff result. In fact, they were clearly the best team in the NFL from yeah. start to finish, uh, well, let's say through the first 17 weeks yes. last year. Would you agree with that? Fe? Oh,
6: absolutely. And we saw that with that against the spread margin. Not only were they cover winning and covering, they're covering by great double-digit margins.
4: And give them credit. They're making trades. They made trades in the offseason, making trades now at the deadline. They're going for it. And I think that helps them, no doubt. Steelers lose their middle linebacker who didn't really miss the Steelers, didn't miss them all that much against Tennessee. Why? Well, Tennessee's a physical big team. And against the Ravens, against specifically Lamar, I think Bush would have been hugely important. That's another negative. This line's just too high, in my opinion. And I get it. The Steelers' strength of schedule isn't great. And everyone said, oh, Tennessee. But Tennessee's not that great. Where you got Tennessee in your rankings? So Tennessee, I have number 13. So everyone's saying, oh, they beat the undefeated team. But I don't think that is as impressive as it seemed. But here's what makes me like Pittsburgh still and disagree with you. So you've got, well, we got our automatic bet from your seven picks. So we're good on that. Is the Steelers are better now than they were at the beginning of the year. The playmakers that have emerged. I mean, this is potentially, other than the Tampa Bay Bucks, the most explosive set of playmakers in the NFL. And they're right up there, right? And the offense isn't playing that great on the season, but it's playing much better, re, or let's say very well recently. And I think that trend line continues. So if it were the Steelers as they were in week one, I think the line's right. I think Pittsburgh's better than they seem. And what I know, or at least better than they were over the course of the year. And I also think the Ravens and Lamar Jackson, he's not throwing the ball well. He's just not. And at some point against Pittsburgh, you want to cover four, four and a half, you got to throw the ball a little bit. Sure. It's going to be a good one. And again, let's tip our hat. These teams play hard. They 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 I'm proud to be a Steeler fan. And that's all you, you know, you wanna win, but you wanna be proud of your team. Because once you get out of adolescence, once you're out of your 20s, you don't wanna be, feel ridiculous rooting for a team. I don't feel ridiculous rooting for the Steelers. And to me, that's a great joy. You know, Jonas, we should probably talk. I don't know, I didn't think I put a jinx on him saying Trevor Lawrence wasn't as good. But uh, (laughs) he's got some trouble.
5: Yeah, and he tested positive for uh, the coronavirus that came out. So he will miss this weekend's game. I have not seen an update as far as next week goes. But as it stands right now, the consensus number one pick in next year's draft, if he does decide to come out, uh, is going to be out for Clemson this week.
4: Overrated, but still, (laughs) probably going to be the number one pick, or I think almost certainly the number one pick. So, Jonas, what are, I know there's a lot of talk in the Big Ten in Wisconsin, and, oh, it's 21 days, it's this, it's that does the ACC have a strict guidelines or what would your guess be regarding and I guess you're saying it's still even possible he's back next week
5: yeah there's a possibility now I've seen a couple of different reports that have been out there to where they think it's a long shot because next week's game we alluded to it yesterday is the one at Notre Dame so that's the big one and it feels like they're not sure whether or not he's going to be cleared for that but the Big Ten's rules are much more strict to where I think it's 21 days Uh, you've got to be out if I have that number Correct. I think it's 21 days in the Big Ten. So because he's in the ACC, it saves them a little bit, but it still puts them in trouble against Notre Dame next week. Which is really, if you look at the rest of their schedule, they got Florida State, they got Pitt, they got Virginia Tech. The one next week against Notre Dame is the real threat to to potentially cause them to not make a run at the College Football Playoff.
4: Yeah, we're talking about the playoffs, right? Because I don't think a team with the fewer games is going to be able to lose a game. Maybe, but, you know, and maybe they would give uh, an accommodation. That's a great point. That'd be very interesting. That'd be very interesting. So my only main thought on this, other than to wish Trevor Lawrence, you know, a speedy recovery, is if we judge this against the historical normal. We're like, oh, come on, another guy. Jeez. And I get it, right? But remember, it wasn't that long ago we didn't think there'd be any college football. So, to me, rolling with the punches here, it's it's kind of like the when the electricity goes out, the first hour you're complaining, then if someone says, oh, hey, I've got a battery, we can listen to the transistor radio, you know what? I'm happy at that point if it's a transistor radio. And, as much as obviously each individual that uh, gets COVID, it, it's you know a burden and a struggle, and we wish them the best. But looking at it across sports, the whole landscape, I think we should be appreciative because it wasn't that long ago. Not only we didn't know we'd have college football, we didn't have anything except. Fez, you were betting the heck out of Korean table tennis. <laughs> and somehow you, somehow you were winning. I don't know. I don't know. And you killed that draft. Though you did end up having, what, like 22 picks in the draft? Yes. You know how we always tell people, don't bet just because there's an event. Don't bet because you got a Jones for it. You just went to i mean, I guess you were trying to make sure to keep that mansion and yacht.
6: I think in retrospect, I went a little bit too crazy and just got lucky with some of my selections.
4: You think so? so? Yeah. All right. When we come back, it's the most popular segment of the week. We go down every NFL game, every one of them. And give you one factor you can't either watch the game or bet the game without.
5: When he's RJ Bell, I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio.
0: Straight out of Vegas!
2: Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
0: Cavino and Rich here, and whether you're headed to a campus to see some college baseball, meet up with old friends,
2: I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas.
5: And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. Coming up here in just a couple of moments, we will take a look at every game in the NFL this Sunday, Vegas-style.
4: This is the perfect example of sports bettors listening for the money. Sports fans to know more than their buddies. Everyone benefits this segment. And Fez is making some of his massive number of picks, seven in total. Ravens already in um, in the clubhouse, we'll say. Yep. This is the fastest-growing show on Fox Sports Radio. Audiences doubled in the last year-plus. Thank you so much for the support. And we commit to you, this will continue to be the best football season yet. Hopefully, Fez doesn't keep winning this much. But I guess the audience benefits, I just suffer for it. I don't like to suffer too much, I can't lie. You can listen to the podcast anytime. Great time on the weekends leading up to the games. Just search for Straight Out of Vegas on your favorite pod player or R.J. Bell. Right now in Las Vegas on the Strip, 79 degrees, neon is pumping.
5: All right, R.J., let's get it started, and we will start in Detroit where the Lions are hosting the Indianapolis Colts right now, and the Colts on pregame.com are a a two-and-a-half-point favorite.
4: Okay, two quickies on this one. One, Colts have... The worst strength of schedule of games played based on football outsiders of any team. The worst, number 32. Think about what's the Colts' best win? So, a lot of good talk about the Colts, but I'm not impressed yet. Remember, Cleveland handled them with no problem. Number two, Detroit. You could say, yeah, not great. Ah, oh, Patricia Boo. But they made some trades. They made some moves and took on money. And remember, during the trading time... The teams are telling you, are they buying or are they selling? If they sell, the team gets demoralized oftentimes, at least for a week or two. Detroit is buying. I don't think that's something you can ignore.
6: And I'm on the Detroit Lions. Oh and two without their stud wide receiver Kenny Galladay. Since Galladay's come back, Detroit is three and one, scoring six more points per game.
4: Wow, concise, Fez, concise
5: To the NFC North we stay We go to Green Bay this time Where it's the Vikings at the Packers Right now on pregame.com Green Bay, 6.5 point favorite
4: I think you can question rightfully the motivation in this game We know that Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers is hit or miss We know that after they got embarrassed They stepped up and covered and played well Will they play well this week? I really don't know What I will say is, and this shocked me as I really dug into the numbers, Minnesota, who's had, obviously, a very uh, underwhelming season. They've fallen far short of expectations of their fans, of batters. But they've actually been lucky. So what is lucky? Okay, third down conversions. If you're converting a lot of third downs more than you should based on your offensive skill set, or your performance across all downs, that usually evens out. Turnovers, if, to your benefit, they even out. At least closer to even. Like fumble luck, for example. Also, strength of schedule. There's all these factors that create situations where a team, maybe you play a backup quarterback a couple times in a month. Though the team would be, t- imagine playing Dallas now versus playing mm. just not that long ago with Dak. But when you add it all up, and I won't bore you with a bunch of numbers on the radio, but when you add it all up, Minnesota has a horrible record, but amazingly, they've been lucky. That doesn't bode well for the Vikings.
5: The Patriots are at the Bills right now, Buffalo, a three and a half point favorite.
4: Here's my analogy with the Patriots. And really, it's an analogy with the Bills. I don't know if you guys watched Beverly Hills 90210 back in the day. I'm talking about the 90s version. Is Brandon Walsh was dating a girl for a while named Emily Valentine. She was a wild child, Emily Valentine. Did you ever see Emily, Jonas? Uh, I don't Uh, recall. A little before your time. All right, fair enough. (laughs) Is they ended up, Emily was from out of town. She played the guitar. And you know what happened? At one point, she did drugs and everyone on the show got upset. And then they broke up, Brandon and her. And you know what? Emily went and brought a cake and put it in front of his doorstep. And Brenda said, oh, don't eat that cake. There could be ecstasy in it. All right. That was a long way to go to this. The bills are the cake. Okay. And they're looking at it saying, huh, this seems cheap. A free cake, for example. The bills are cheap right now at the current line. And you might think, I want to gobble up some bills at three and a half, let's say. But everyone's waiting because they're saying, I wonder if any dogs have touched this cake or I want. And at some point, they're going to take a big bite because they're going to get hungry enough. And I see this line moving up, feds, but there's no reason for it to move up now and not a couple days ago. I just think everyone is scared that Belichick is wounded, almost like a cake. And well, he's like the guy in the bushes that's going to come out when you grab the cake and smack your hand or something. And I really believe this. If it wasn't Belichick, if this was just a blind, um, you know, resume kind of thing, the Bills might be favored by six, six and a half in this game. What do you, I mean, what do you think, Fez? I'm on the Buffalo Bills. Oh. I'll take a bite of the cake. <laughs> I think that the
6: Bills are undervalued here. They only beat the Jets 18-10, to 10, but the Bills kicked six field goals. If they had just scored three touchdowns instead of six, they would have blown out the Jets. I think the Bills are undervalued based upon a phony final.
4: Yeah, I tell you, though, Matty Holt, who's here every Wednesday, he loves the Bills. Uh Uh-oh. He's gotten skeptical on them. Their defense is really banged up. So I think the thing about the Patriots, last week was the perfect dream spot. It really was. Not only was it off of two losses, not only were they below 500, the extra motivation, off an embarrassing loss the week before to Denver as a touchdown-plus favorite. But it was even more than that. They had the scheme that keep in front of you, Seattle defense, the Belichick usually, and again, San Fran runs that, usually New England tears it up. And then finally, you had Cam that only practiced twice in some extended period, so you think, oh, they look bad for a reason. And you know what? None of that mattered. And you know what? It wasn't just Cam that looked bad. The defense looked bad, and the effort was questionable on D., I'm not biting the cake because Belichick scares me, but the cake is out there and it looks scrum delicious.
5: We will get to the Titans, Bengals, and Raiders Browns coming up later on before the end of the hour. But from there, we go to Kansas City, where right now the Chiefs on pregame.com are a 19-and-a-half-point favorite hosting the Jets.
4: So other than the 2019 Miami Dolphins, this is the biggest line of any NFL game Since 2013. I mean, this isn't like, oh, every day you're going to get a line of 19 and a half. Personally, I can't play either side. On one hand, Kansas City is the ultimate flip the switch team. And if there's ever a time to keep the switch off until maybe you need to, it's this game. And number two, though, I can't play the Jets because they're shockingly bad. I mean, entering the year, Fez, the Jets were what twenty second, twenty third ranked based on uh, the the win totals. Yeah, they were supposed to win seven games. Crazy. And I'll tell you something right now: if you look at the numbers, and on some numbers, this is true. The distance from number thirty two, the Jets, to number thirty one, Jacksonville, that distance is literally the same as Jacksonville. To the number sixteen team, an average team, to the number thirty-one team, is about the same distance statistically as thirty-one to thirty-two. That's how bad the Jets are.
6: I'm actually laying the half. This is my number what? seven pick. <laughs> I went back and watched that Jets game. The Jets got four yards in the second half. I've never seen such a dysfunctional football team. I'm laying it, RJ.
4: You forget though he had the kissing disease. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I'm not sure that Sam Darnold's recovered from mono. So don't judge him, Fez. (laughs) By the way, if you ever wondered the genius of the bet I made against Fez, the fact he's laying almost 20 <laughs> points is proof positive.
5: The fact that the game hasn't kicked off yet and you're already down 20, that's, just <laughs> a, that's a very humbling feeling. RJ, it's the debut uh, to a tug of Tua Tugabailoa's first ever NFL start. He played a little bit a couple of weeks ago, but it's the Dolphins hosting the Rams as we continue on here, where right now the LA Rams are a three and a half point favorite on pregame.com.
4: I acquire aggregate information, and I like to give credit where credit's due. The Ringer Football Podcast had this, and when I heard it, I called a friend of mine who played in the league, and they said, absolutely, left-handed quarterbacks, there's a reason you don't see them because it's an entirely different you know, direction. Literally, the blind side is opposite, and everything, strong side, all those – kind of uh, football-esque X's and O's things. Flip. 180. The wor- Up up is down. Down is up. And I believe that Tua or some would say Tua in the long term, in the midterm, even in five weeks, is going to be right there potentially as good as Fitzmagic. But right now, especially even after the buy in week one of his starting with that left-handed quarterback situation, I think this is tougher for a first-time starter, than any right-hander, and it's not being accounted for properly. Anything in this game, Fez?
6: I'm passing it, but you know, and since Byron Jones came I back, I thought you love
4: you love the Rams.
6: The line came down to three. Ah. Um. I, Byron
4: Jones has really made a difference for the defense for Miami. Byron Jones made a difference. He's just throwing in like nuggets, <laughs> dropping gold at the, at their feet.
5: The LA Chargers are a three-point favorite at the Broncos.
4: I want to think about how much respect. I like to say every spread tells a story. Now think about the respect that the Chargers are getting here. So I would make the case in Denver with the altitude, two points for home field. Yes. You accept that? Mm -hmm. Okay. So it would be about a four-point swing. Let's just go broadly here. So if this game were in Los Angeles... The line would be over a touchdown, right? Well, I guess now, huh, we're at three. What's the current number on this, right? Three. Chargers are laying three. The Chargers are laying three. So you go four and four. Yeah, we'd be at a touchdown, right? If it's two points one way, two points the other. Mm-hmm. So, meaning if you sw- swapped home, could you imagine if the, uh, I guess the question is, why? I tend to agree with it. I think the Chargers are sneaky good, but back even ten years ago, fifteen years ago, they would have looked at these teams and said, "Ah, same record. Yeah, maybe Chargers are a little better because Herbert's better than Locke." Okay, no, they're saying that at Denver, this team with two wins is a three-point favorite. That's a ton of Chargers respect, and it shows you how sharp the market is these days. I mean. Even if the line doesn't make sense, they're still going to do it if they know it's right.
5: To Chicago, we go where the Saints are at, the Bears and New Orleans is a five-point favorite.
4: This is a fez, and you don't have this pick, so I'm going to use it with attribution. This is a great point. The wind is whipping. And as we talk about, wind is much more of an impediment to offenses than cold, than rain, Snow, sleet, any of that's fine relative to wind. So you're thinking, okay, it's windy. Doesn't that hurt noodle arm with the Saints? Okay, maybe. But what we know for sure is it hurts all passing teams. And you think, well, the Bears, they can run the ball. As Fez really points out, if you look at the Bears' efficiency rushing, it's horrendous. This is one of the most dependent teams on the pass, the Bears, one of the most dependent teams on the pass in the entire NFL. So now you got weather that's going to make it very hard to pass. I don't care about the to arm. What I know, you got Kamara, you got Playmakers, and you got a brilliant tactician with Sean Payton that can use the win to their advantage or at least mitigate the hindrance. So Fez, great handicapping tidbit there. I lean towards the Saints. Colin and I talked about this on his pod today is if you look at the Saints, because it's going to be November 1st. <laughs> so I'm thinking, oh, the Saints have that great record in November. But if you actually look at Week 7, 8, and 9, which is fair, I think, Saints' record is just as good. It's shockingly good. So in general, this is the time of year that the Saints excel, and I believe the win has a sneaky disadvantage for the Bears.
5: 49ers at the Seahawks. Seattle is a three-point favorite.
4: You know, Jonas, he was nodding, like, hmm, makes sense. It's like, it's your information. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, he's just giving it this, like, great nod, like, man, that's smart stuff. It's like, it's your own stuff, Steve. You don't, yeah.
6: (laughs) Pat myself on the back.
4: Here's the thing Seattle is the most overrated team in the NFL, in my opinion. But I don't know what the combination of injuries and fatigue is going to do to the 49ers. And the 49ers, have been clawing and scraping, and then they dominate the Pats, and everyone's like, they're back, they dominate the Rams, okay, fine. But at what point is there a letdown? Seattle had a tough game last week, but they lost, so in theory, they're extra focused. My instinct says, go San Fran, but as the week has progressed, I've gotten apprehensive about it. You got anything on this, Steve? The more I think about it, why didn't I bet
6: San Fran plus three last week? Why would I bet them plus three at a much, much
4: better team, Seattle versus New England? Well, I I did bet it last week, and I, it was my, one of my best bets. But, you know, I'll let you have my picks. It's only you know, a couple hundred bucks a week. No big deal. But the amount you bet, it's going to be fine. We got a couple more games left, and Fez has a couple of these picks, too. Wow.
2: Be sure to catch live editions
5: of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. I'm Jonas Knox, voice of You, the fan. He's the voice of Vegas, RJ Bell.
4: Let's do this. We've got one game left plus our two best bets. And here's the way I'm going to tease this I have a stat about Baker Mayfield. That is the most shocking stat of the year. I, if, I, if I was charging for this, it'd be a money-back guarantee. You won't believe this stat about Baker. If you ever want to debate Baker, this stat has to be in the center of the debate, and it's part of my best bet.
5: That's coming up next. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio.
0: Out of Vegas.
5: <laughs>
2: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
0: Covino and Rich here, and whether you're headed to a campus to see some college baseball, meet up with old friends, or show off the alma mater to your kids, spring is prime time in college towns. And if you're planning a trip, two words for you, graduate hotels. There's no better place to stay.
5: I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. We continue our preview of the NFL this weekend, Vegas style. And we start, R.J., in primetime, where the NFC East will be showcased. It's the Eagles, an 11-point favorite on Pregame.com, hosting the Cowboys.
4: Now, a lot of people might say, why wasn't this game flexed out? Well, you think about it. When you drive by a wreck on the highway, do you look? <laughs> Always. So, here's what I'll say. I don't like that it's now in double digits, but I like the Eagles. And I think in the Super Contest, it's almost certain we'll have the Eagles. And here's why. When you bet on a big underdog, you're usually not betting... That, that underdog's better than you think or he's going to play well, you're betting the favorite is not going to put in maximum effort. But whenever you got a favorite who puts in maximum effort, like in the playoffs when you have a big favorite, or a road favorite off a bye, those teams do exceptionally well. Philadelphia will have maximum effort, no doubt about it. So I certainly would not be playing Dallas. <laughs>
6: I have to play Dallas. Yes. Plus the 11. Oh, yes. 11, RJ. This line was seven and a half earlier in the week. Philly oh, they, on they, offense. They thought Andy Dalton was going to play. I don't think many thought he was going to play. Philly on Thank offense. You, Thank you, Dr. Fazit. Thank you. They only have two healthy starters left on offense. They might get a couple guys back. I'm going to take the value in Dallas.
4: There is no value. It's the wrong side. In fact, let's double. Let's do an extra bet on that one. <laughs> Wait, at nine though, right? It's 11. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about
5: it. <laughs> All right. So RJ following their big come from behind win over the Cincinnati Bengals last week. It is the Cleveland Browns at home hosting the Las Vegas Raiders. Cleveland is a two and a half point favorite.
4: Just to let you know, Jonas is Fez like the somehow coincidentally like the Browns also. And. He wanted that to be his best bet, but I thought, I'm going to throw him. I'm going to rattle him, and I took it from him. So now he's having to do another best bet. (laughs) So get ready for that. It could be like a wreck on the highway kind of thing. This is the stat. If you look at expected points added, and then you look at it with, in addition to the expected Completion rate. So two stats are added together by a lot of analytics people, and they get a composite number. And it's a great judge of how good the quarterback is, just in the simple sense. So right now, you look at all games, Russell Will, or all elements of the game, all games. Russell Wilson is number one. Tannehill is number two, and Baker Mayfield's number seventeen. Okay, sounds about right. But I got to thinking boy, Baker plays bad when he's behind. So I did a search, and I said, I want to see only plays that happened when the team has either better than a 20% chance to win or less than 80. So effectively, it's in the middle where it's a competitive game. If you're up in the 90s, doesn't count. Game's over. If you're down in the teens, tens, doesn't count. Game's pretty much over. Just when the game is competitive. So it's like 70% of the snaps for a typical team. Yes, it's true. The number one quarterback in the NFL under that criteria when it's a competitive game is Baker. No Mayfield. way. Yeah. I'm going to put the stats up to the pe- to the decimal up on my Twitter at RJ in Vegas. I'll do that within an hour. Or so I'll do it Saturday morning, actually. Get bigger audience. This is a shocker. So I love the Browns. I love it at two and a half. This is like that cake, but it's been guarded by the Secret Service. It's so much value, so delicious. One of my top five picks of the year, Browns. And I like the Browns
6: also, and I like the fact the Raiders can't (laughs) rush the passer. They're a bottom three team in sacks, and what's the one thing we worry about, Baker? When he gets rushed.
4: Ah, it's a lot of coincidences, but listen, let's just say this. You might as well emulate from your heroes.
5: The Titans are at the Bengals and Tennessee is a seven point favorite on pregame.com.
6: And this is my best bet. Cincinnati plus seven. The Titans are overrated. They're five and one, but they're only my number 13 team. The Titans have four close wins versus losing teams that could have gone either way. And just last week, we saw the Titans go plus three in turnovers against the Steelers in a tough physical game. And frankly, it was only that close because of those turnovers. I want to bet against the Titans. I'm going to take the line value and the Bengals plus the
4: seven. I got to tell you, this was one of Fez's – yesterday he had a strong show. Today he had a strong show. I mean, I'm not sure that this hasn't been his two strongest (laughs) shows. All he's got to do is get lucky and win a few games, and he's just ecstatic. Kudos. And, Jonas, I would say this. Nobody packs as much in a show as we just did, and I'm excited to do it again next week.
5: Straight Out of Vegas is brought to you by AutoZone. AutoZone has the free services you need to help you get back on the road like their free AutoZone Fix Finder service with over 5,600 locations nationwide. AutoZone is here to help you save time and money with their free services. Getting the job done just got easier. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone. AutoZone, if you missed any of today's show, you can check out the podcast at foxsportsradio.com. A preview of every single game in the NFL plus a shocking statistic Regarding Baker Mayfield again at FoxsportsRadio.com. We are back on Monday, 6 p.m. Eastern time, 3 o'clock Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio. And as always, the iHeartRadio app. Right out of-
0: Any college baseball fans out there? If you're traveling to see your team and need a place to stay, two words for you. Graduate hotels. We stayed at the Nashville
1: location for the SEC tournament. It was awesome. Beautiful rooms, cool vibe, and perfect location.